This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey everyone, welcome to Group Text. My guest today is from MTV's hit reality shows Laguna Beach and The Hills, where her unique brand of Southern California antics registered a weekly 10 on the drama scale. Lo Bosworth is now, ready for this, the CEO of Love Wellness, a personal health and care company specifically geared towards women's needs. She is also out with a new book called Love Yourself Well, an empowering wellness guide towards supporting your gut, brain, and vagina. Please welcome to the group text, Lo Bosworth. That's a big-ass introduction. I was going to say, you could cut the intro down by half. <laughs> but but you've thank got you this, for having me. I'm so excited. You've been, you've been around long enough that there is a lot to get out. There is a lot to get out. Um, what's so interesting to me, and I realize it will always be a part of my byline, but I haven't been on TV since 2010. And now it's 2023. People are still like, you were on this show. I'm like, but I've been running this business for eight years. <laughs> Is that not more important? I, I'm not, I'm not sure. I always get the, hey, you were great on the red carpet. I'm like, I haven't been there in years. Yeah. You know, 100%. <laughs> so it's always like, well, I'm glad I'm indelibly imprinted for good or bad on people's memory. Yes. And it's hard to change your narrative. But I think that is one good thing about the internet and social media. There's so much negative to it, but I feel like social media has really democratized sort of how you represent yourself and you can connect with an audience directly. And so, you know, if you tell your story for long enough, I think eventually you can shift narrative over time. Um, at least that's what I've been doing, you know, at work. I moved to New York, gosh, 11 years ago now, and wow. I've been running business for eight years. And my life is so different than what it used to be. Do you love New York? I do love New York. Yes. I miss home though. My whole family is still in California. Um, so I go home quite a bit. I go back and forth. The winners have to be those moments where you go, Oh God, what was I thinking? <laughs> I actually, I love the snow. I freak out like a little kid when it snows. I look out the window and I'm like, come on guys, let's go outside. It's very, uh, it's, it's very fun. I, to be honest, really enjoy it. Yeah. In five years, you're going to be like, what was I thinking? Um, <laughs> I want to talk about the book because it's fascinating. And we're going to get to all the aforementioned body parts in a minute. But I have to ask. I hear the word wellness just thrown a lot around these days. What does yeah. wellness mean to you? Well, it's hard to ask that question of a wellness founder because I think that to your point, it can be used in a lot of different situations. To me, I think when I 
think about wellness or what it means to me, I most clearly focus it really on my work-life balance um, and what I can do every day to take care of myself in that situation. I think the COVID pandemic really changed hustle culture to a certain degree, at least in New York. And I think that people um, are taking time to smell the roses to a certain degree now, right? A lot of people work from home. You know, they have more flexible schedules. And for me, I always wanted to have, you know, a normal job and the security of that. But the lifestyle of, you know, that hustle culture, nine to 7 p.m. type of work never really appealed to me. And so for me, work life balance, um, I think, is the most important piece of, of wellness, right? It's about giving yourself enough time and space. So that when you are on the clock, you have enough energy and creativity and an interest in, in giving it your all, right? So we come to the office, uh, my team and I, three days a week. We flex work from home Monday, Friday, which is really great. And I pretty much insist that everybody leave at, you know, 5, 530. Um, I, wa- I walk out the door. And if you're done with your work, goodbye, go home. <laughs> I don't need you here anymore. So. I think in, in that way, wellness um, wellness is really about balance. Was there an incident or a moment in your life? Because when the hills took off, it took off like a rocket. Was there <laughs> yeah. a point in your life where you realized that you were out of balance that said that you said to yourself, "I need to make a change." Yeah, it was. 2014, 2015, I had moved to New York and I found myself very unwell. And um, I was really focused on content creation at the time. And it was sort of the early days, the wild, wild west of content creation when you could monetize and start working with brands. And um, I was depressed and anxious, sort of overwhelmingly so overnight. And started to get recurrent, you know, UTIs and, you know, I had personal care problems and my, my health really started to fail me. And actually that experience of not being well for a significant period of time, uh, was really what, um, inspired me to start my business. Um, and it really speaks to self-advocacy and how critically important that is Um, from the period when I was, you know, first not feeling great to when I found out that I was dealing with really severe vitamin deficiencies and gut absorption issues was 18 months. And it's not that hard to order a blood test and to do a panel for vitamin deficiencies, but I had to go to the doctor and many different types of specialists over and over and over again. And I did think it was purely stress, right? And coming off that experience of being on TV and, you know, people can say whatever they want about you on the internet and that can be emotionally challenging and you have to figure out how to deal with it. But, you know, I was told time and time again that it was just stress, that it was all in my head and there could there could not be anything going wrong because like the rest of my blood work looked great. I was totally healthy and it required me to advocate for myself right over and over and over again. And it was that experience that I realized that there is something broken, you know, in the healthcare system in the United States uh, when you have to suffer for 18 months to understand that you have severe vitamin B and D deficiencies, right? 
Um, and so that experience really became, um, you know, the background or, you know, sort of the foundational mission of, of my business, which was to operate a wellness company that takes women and what they say at face value and also does the hard work of innovating in the personal care category. Because you think, that, think about like the tampon aisle, it's been kind of the same for a very long time, right? Decades even. And it's old school products with fragrance and phthalates and sulfates and all these toxic ingredients for women's bodies in them. And they were, you know, invented uh, decades ago um, by these legacy brands, typically by, you know, a group of men in a room saying, well, how do we want to market and advertise these types of products to women? But there has been so much research that has been done on women's bodies over the last 10 years that as a brand, we decided to implement into our product innovation to really undo the personal care category from the ground up, to provide women with solutions uh, for their needs um, in a really innovative and interesting, but science-backed evidence, you know, science-based evidence-backed research way. But I think that idea of like advocacy and validating somebody from the get-go is incredibly important, um, you know, from a brand standpoint. I mean, you're making my brain spin in a really good way because I'm just sitting here thinking I'm very fortunate. Two of my doctors are women Mm -hmm. and very smart women and inquisitive women. And one is my dermatologist and one is my OBGYN Mm -hmm. who actually listen when something isn't wrong and believe in whole wellness. Yeah. You know, it was my OBGYN that said, you're deficient in in something, let's run a panel. That's amazing. (laughs) And exactly. And my dermatologist, when I was having all these breakouts, I'm like, it's stress. She goes, it's something you're eating. Mm -hmm. Let's let's start to eliminate things and see how it changes. Yeah. You normally wouldn't hear that from, either of those doctors. I, w- I want to talk about the book. Um, you really obviously target women. Here it is. And it's, a vi- I like the cover. Very Oh, easy. thank you. You should buy the book, <laughs> not just the Kindle, because it's one of those books that you feel like you're going to learn something from. You know, it almost, in this in the best possible way, it feels like a workbook. In yes. In a great way. You know, like, oh, that was really um, one of the reasons why we made it this way. There's quizzes in here. You can mark up the pages. There's guides. You know, it really, we want it to function like a modern women's guidebook to their to their bodies, right? Well, it's, it's whoever did the graphics and all that did a beautiful job. I just want to say that. You. Um, you draw the line, and this is where it gets really interesting and science-based, between the gut, the brain, and the vagina, or what you call the GBV axis. Yes. How did yes. you discover the connection? Well, you know, interestingly enough, um, when I was having these health issues, right, I was also having personal care problems. I kept getting these recurrent infections, and it took time and it took, um, you know, personal experience and working with medical experts who I think were far ahead in terms of like research and understanding that 
you know, an organ outside of their specialty may be affecting the part of the body that they are focused on, right? And so it was actually my OBGYN, um, gosh, almost 10 years ago that said, you know, I think that probiotics could be really helpful for you. You know, you keep getting UTIs and yeast infections. And it took myself and my team and everybody a while to understand the connection, but the gut is intrinsically linked to both the brain and the vagina uh, on the immune system, the endocrine system, and the nervous system. So the vagus nerve runs through all three organs, the gut microbiome, uh, and sort of the concept of leaky gut comes into play here from uh, an immune perspective, right? If you have leaky gut, we believe that things can escape the gut wall lining into the bloodstream and then permeate the blood brain barrier in your brain and potentially cause things like depression and anxiety. And when it comes to vaginal health, the bacteria in your gut communicate with your vaginal microbiome via uh, something called quorum sensing. So the bacteria in your gut, imagine it like teens texting each other. You have like your little gut bacteria texting your vaginal health bacteria. And if your gut bacteria are in good shape, they'll text your vagina bacteria and be like, you should be in good shape too. But if they're in bad shape in the gut, that same issue can replicate in the vagina. And so gut health issues, we believe are caused by antibiotic overuse, you know, drinking too much sugar, processed food, preservatives, the list goes on and on, right? It's basically everything that we consume and deal with on a daily basis in 2023 has the potential to disrupt your gut microbiome. And, um, Once you understand the connection, you can see how an elimination diet like you did with your skin to understand what types of things you're putting in your body, because everybody's body is different, are inflammatory for you, can really make a huge difference and can really change your health for the better. So that understanding of the GBV access and connection really kind of creates the foundation of our product innovation sort of ethos, right? We make a lot of personal care products that are issue specific for a yeast infection or for BV, but we also create a whole line of probiotics that help support the different microbiomes in and on your body, because we do have this understanding that they are connected. You you talk about um, how is a woman's microbiome different than a man's? (laughs) So I think mostly it comes down to the organs that we have below the waist for the most part. Uh, But the vagina is really interesting. Um, The basically the mucus lining. By the way, men would say the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) they would. (laughs) But um, so the mucus lining in the vagina is called the vault, V-A-L-T. And in your tummy, it's called the GALT, G-A-L-T. And basically bacteria live on that mucus wall lining. But the vagina is actually an immunity organ, which you may not really think about in a very, like all the time in a straightforward way, but here's how it works, right? So you have your vaginal pH, which everybody's talking about these days, but I don't know if people quite understand the point of vaginal pH. And basically the idea is the bacteria in your vagina that live on that vault, you know, the mucous membranes create the environment for that pH balance, which should be acidic 3.8 to 4.2. And you want it to be acidic so that when pathogens or bad bacteria or yeast or fungus, whatever, get up into the vagina, that acidic lining can burn those things off. Right. And you like stay in good health. And that is how the vagina is an immunity organ. 
women. But what's really interesting about the vagina is that it can differentiate things like sperm from, uh, you know, pathogenic bacteria like an STI. The, the vagina will actually help sperm on its way up, even though it's not part of your body, right? It's considered not self to help get somebody pregnant. But that lining will start or try to burn off pathogenic bacteria. So it's actually a brilliant organ with its own microbiome um, kind of functioning as its own little brain down there. And to, to me, I mean, that that's, that's really the difference between men, men's and women's bodies and our different microbiomes. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. It's always fascinating when you stop for a second and think about, especially women's bodies, how intrinsically complicated they are and what they can pull off is crazy. (laughs) Like you can grow a human. Yeah. I mean, I was always thinking about that when I was pregnant, like I am making a human. No wonder I'm tired. (laughs) And you're programmed to do so, right? Your body just knows, just does it. It just, and that's, that's to me is fascinating. The other thing that was always fascinating to me was my brain would be like, okay, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I'm okay. I'm pregnant. It's all good. And when your body is tired, especially if you're someone who's used to being very in control of themselves and your body will just go, no, you're sleeping. Boom. And you end up waking up (laughs) on the couch, like in that half sitting up position. And you're like, what happened? And it's always like your body basically gave your brain the finger. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that's always fascinating to me. Um, You started to talk about the GBV access being affected by diet. Mm -hmm. People in general are much more aware of what they're doing and how they're eating and exercise. What would be your advice for someone? What would be the first baby step towards starting to to clean out the system. So unfortunately, it's not really a baby step. It's a pretty big step, (laughs) but it's not a step that has to be in place forever. Um, In the book, we have a guided five-week plan. And really the idea behind the plan is so at the end, you are able to identify what is inflammatory or problematic for you and your body, right? Like, I may not have a dairy problem, but my best friend may have a dairy problem. Um, Let's take gluten as an example. Um, And, you know, gluten is very controversial and I recognize that. Um, And the question is, should nobody be eating gluten or can everybody eat gluten, right? Like if you're celiac, if you follow autoimmune protocol, obviously don't eat gluten. But for the average person that doesn't have, you know, autoimmune, can you eat it? And, you know, there are studies out there that show that gluten activates a protein in your gut wall lining called zonulin that actually makes the um, pores in your gut wall lining widen. 
And that happens in everybody that eats gluten. And that is sort of the precursor to leaky gut. And at this point in time, a lot of this information I'm sharing is anecdotal, right? It hasn't been like widely accepted by the medical community, but it has been accepted by a large part of the medical community. Um, and so one of the things that you can do to prevent leaky gut is doing an elimination diet. And it sounds like maybe you did that when you were having your skincare problems. Um, so basically what an elimination diet includes is removing items from your diet that are sort of the most problematic for the population at large, right? So that would be things like gluten, alcohol, sugar, most dairy, things like that for a period of time. And the How idea, long? Because having to do that is awful. How long do you... So in our book, we recommend uh, Janine Higby, who is a certified board certified nutritionist, basically put the plan together for us. And she recommends at least four weeks on an elimination diet, but that it can kind of build over time, right? You don't have to completely cut out all of those things on day one. You know, by week two, the idea is that you've cut out 75% of gluten just by way of an example, right? And the idea behind an elimination diet is that if you have, if you're eating something problematic all the time for your entire life, your reaction to it or the reaction that you notice is going to be sort of steady, right? But if you remove something from the body for a period of, let's say four weeks, and then it's gluten reintroduction day, because at the end of elimination diet, you do add the quote unquote, potentially bad things back into the diet, but you do it one day at a time. So when it's gluten day, you eat like five bagels because you're trying to create a reaction in the body that is big enough that you notice it, right? It creates joint pain or brain fog or an awful headache or bloating, right? So the idea behind the elimination diet is not necessarily to deprive yourself of something. It's not for weight loss. It's so that your body has a chance to level out and then on the reintroduction day, create a really big negative reaction so that you know definitively, okay, I do or I do not have a problem with inflammatory food item or ingredient XYZ. So you basically try these things over a series of days. And by the end, you know if you have you know problems with some of the things that you cut out. So speaking of elimination... <laughs> <laughs> Your book asks readers to answer some probing questions about their bodies, including, have you ever had a bowel movement so impressive that you wanted to take a picture of it? <laughs> now, I, if I, I don't follow you on Instagram, I will now. But what is that photo going to, do you share those photos and what is it going to teach me? I don't personally take photos like that, but um in each chapter, we have a gut chapter, a brain chapter, and a vagina chapter. And there's a quiz at the beginning uh, with a series of yes or no, true or false questions. And the idea behind the quiz is that if you answer a certain way on a certain number of questions, you may have a gut health issue, or you may have a brain health issue or a vaginal health issue. So, uh, you know, the questions are certainly written in a provocative way. But um, when it comes to that one, I think we're just trying to make sure like, do you have healthy bowel movements? Because if not, you might have a gut health issue. Because yeah, I was just like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> the wow. idea though, 
personal care is that it can be personal. You don't have to talk about all of these things with anybody if you don't want to, right? That's my job to come do podcasts like this, to have uncomfortable conversations, to do work to destigmatize the category, right? I'll, I only need people to listen and learn and then take action in their you know, personal life. Have you always been comfortable talking about these things? I've gotten more comfortable over the last few years, certainly. When I started the company in 2016, the press that came out about it was very like, you know, I wink, right? <laughs> this girl started, you know, a personal care company. And I think that we have really validated the existence or the importance of the category over the last eight years um, by the size and scale of the company. Uh, you know, we have more than 50,000 five-star reviews. Our products are bestsellers at Target, at Ulta. Um, you know, so these products you know, they're valid. They make sense. And I have a platform, right. And Mm -hmm. the ability to not only help grow my business, but to spread awareness about women's bodies and how they should be taken care of. Right. And so I think, um, if you have a deep passion and interest in the subject matter, you know, you can sort of get over the embarrassment of it. All kidding aside, do women ignore certain body issues and symptoms out of embarrassment? And like, what are some of those? I think that, um, you know, we, we talk about this in the office a lot because if you are in good health, you don't really think that much about the different systems in your body, right? You just are going about your day, right? (laughs) Your tummy is not on your mind necessarily, right? But the things that we sort of focus on and help women with are, things that happen on the GBV axis, right? Mentally, how are you doing? You know, is your gut in good shape? How are you feeling in your tummy, right? And vaginally, of course, you know, we focus on urinary tract infections, yeast infections, BV, things like that. So, um, you know, we are both a problem solution type of company. So if you have a need state, you can certainly come to Love Wellness to solve that problem. But we also create products that are purposefully preventative, right? Because maintaining that microbiome day after day is one of the most important things that you can do. I almost think that daily probiotic use is more important than taking a multivitamin at this point, even though I had vitamin deficiencies, right? My microbiome was also messed up. They went hand in hand. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So you, uh, were you always, and I mean this in the best possible way, a science nerd? Yes, (laughs) absolutely. Because because that makes sense because, which I didn't know, you also went to culinary school. I did. Yes. When I moved to New York, I was coming off the hills, the TV show, and I have a deep passion for cooking and nutrition. And so the nutrition science piece goes hand in hand in a very obvious way, but I loved cooking and my talent agents at the time were like, you should have a cooking show. And we were in talks with food cookie channel. And I was really working towards that goal for a period of time. And then 
as you very well know, in Hollywood and entertainment, they changed their mind really quickly. And everything I had been working on there and like working towards just kind of ended overnight. And they were like, you know what, we're not interested in you as talent anymore. And they just moved on to the next thing. And that was right when I was, you know, starting to become depressed and anxious and have all of these health problems. And so it's kind of like my quarter life crisis. I got to be honest with you, all the bad stuff happened at once, but my experience in culinary school um, was focused on classic French technique, but with a farm to table element. So you studied specifically French cooking, like that French, was your passion. Yeah. French cooking. And my program also had a farm to table element to it. So I studied with Dan Barber at Bluestone um, and, or sorry, Blue Hill at Stone Barns. And that sort of farm to table piece of it really taught me a lot about food sourcing, uh, you know, the importance of healthy soil, the importance of, you know, organic food and shopping and buying locally. And that's like very heavy, heavily, at least in 2023, connected to nutrition, right? Like where your food comes from and whole foods are incredibly important. Um, if you think about the health of the average American, nine out of 10 Americans have a vitamin deficiency. And um, it's because we're eating things that mostly come packaged in boxes versus things that are, you know, grown without chemicals out of the soil, right? Right. <laughs> and so, you know, my own education on the subject matter grew over time through experience, but also because of just personal passion for it. So you rose to fame as a reality TV star. You're clearly very smart in also a very academic way. I went to UCLA, so I know how to do research. (laughs) But your parents must have said, oh my God, our brilliant daughter who was going to go to law school or become a biochemist is now on reality TV. I mean, did they just go like, you know, she's on the honor roll. Why is she doing this? You know, um, when Laguna first started, nobody really knew what it was going to be. We didn't have any idea that it was going to explode overnight. And we didn't even really know what the format was going to be, right? And, you know, we're just kids down in Orange County. At the time on MTV, there was a show called True Life that was popular. That was like a 60-minute show that sort of like showed the real lives of people. And we thought it was probably going to be like that. We had no idea. And I think something that I still think about to this day is, you know, once you open Pandora's box, you can't close it again. And so regardless of how we felt at the time about the opportunity, um, you know, sometimes you have to take lemons and turn them into lemonade, right? And I think at this point, my parents are incredibly proud of the work that I've done and, you know, the business that I've built. Oh, 100%. But I know there's parents out there that would have been just, until you could prove that what you've done, that would just be like, (laughs) she was a science that's what happened. She should be getting the Nobel Prize in science instead of, hey, I'm a CEO. You know, there's still a relative out there just crying. Um, would you ever do reality TV again? You know, I get asked this question in almost every interview, and I don't think so. Um, you know, they rebooted The Hills a, a couple of years ago, and... 
I didn't do it, right? I'm operating a business. And for me, I think it's more, it's not about being in the public eye or not, right? Because that's a switch that I'm never going to be able to flip off really, right? Um, And I use social media to the benefit of my business, right? So it's not like I can disappear from the public eye, but I think for me, it comes down to security and I much prefer to have a steady paycheck and an office to go to every day and something that is really consistent, you know, I go back to that experience about like the Food Channel Cooking Network and they just change their mind and it can blow up your life. So the entertainment industry, as you know, is really, really challenging and it's not for the faint of heart. And I just frankly wasn't tough enough. And I think also, you know, I'm not an actor. I'm not an artist, right? I'm an operator of a business. And, you know, this is a lane that I'm just ultimately much more comfortable in. Something else that I'm sure you're asked all the time, but I would be remiss if I didn't. Are you still in touch with anyone? Did you send um, them all yeah. signed? Did you send everyone signed copies of the book? <laughs> I did not, but I'm still in touch with everybody from from high school. Um, you know, and we go home, we see each other over Thanksgiving. But I have lived in New York for 11 years, so there's definitely time and distance between everybody. But um, still, still friendly with everybody for sure. You are brilliant. I am so incredibly impressed. I did not think I was going to be, you know, I thought you were smart. You've written a book, but not how incredibly educated in the science you are in this. And you are clearly not just parroting. You (laughs) know this. You know what I mean? You know this. And it is so impressive. I'm so glad we finally got to meet Lo Bosworth. Love yourself well, run, don't walk, get this. I, you are fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And thanks for the great questions. Ahura Media Production.